Two Guys, One Shaker Cup Podcast, hosted by Joshua Shaw and Ryan Buckeye. What's going on, everybody? Welcome inside Two Guys, One Shaker Cup Podcast. Josh Shaw, Ryan Buckeye here with you. The week of Amazon, this is when the podcast drops, and uh, I say that because maybe people are aware. Honestly, I wasn't aware until this man across the screen, this good-looking comb-over backwards hat in front of the green grass screen, told me Amazon Prime Day is among us. Josh Shaw, explain why this is such a big week for our space and, and spaces outside of our world. Well, if anybody's not heard of Amazon, I don't know what rock you've been living under but uh basically in our space amazon has become arguably the the biggest um, driver of revenue um outside of maybe your own website um and if you are a large legacy brand that maybe has sales in a lot of the larger channels maybe like walmart um, that might be a little bit ahead of it as well but for most you know 90 plus percent of the brands in our space the largest um, area right now outside of your owned website is, is usually going to be Amazon. Right. And because of that, it drives a lot of, of revenue for you. It, it can dictate a lot of uh, your success mm -hmm. this year. And most of the industry is usually excited because during the summer, the Amazon Prime Day is during, what was it, June or July? I can't remember off the top of my head, but basically... Um, that's usually a really good time. It's kind of like a lull in the, in the schedule. It's kind of a good time. There's not many holidays. There's not really anything that you have to talk about really from a mindshare perspective. So it's a good kind of holiday to get people to be excited about, gives them enough of time to then spend some money and then save again for the holiday season. But Amazon decided to cancel it this year or push it or postpone it because of a lot of the issues they were having with the supply chain yeah. and then COVID-19 and just a lot of issues. They were backed up and they didn't want to overload their um, their employees, their capacity, a lot of things they were a little bit iffy on. So it was one of those things where they said, hey, we're going to push it. Um, it just so happens that they pushed it to, I guess, like the last time frame that could be useful before the holidays because we're running into like it's just a month right. so it's a lot of the questions right now is if amazon prime day or the i guess technically it's 48 hours now if it is going to be as big as the years before or are people going to hold off and maybe wait until the holiday season it's interesting because when you think about it i mean for me I, i'm I don't know if it's a Midwest thing, but like my family's planners. My mom has purchased Christmas gifts for the family back in the summer already. I mean, I'm having a baby in March, and she purchased something like three weeks ago already for her. Like she just likes to get things uh, ahead of time. And I don't know if your family is like that, but I feel there are a lot of people like that. But at the same time, it'll be interesting for me over the course of the next 35 days how much how much transactions and money has exchanged hands between a consumer, Amazon, Walmart target some of the big players because I don't know if there's a span of 35 days that'll ever pretend I mean unless people are scared to spend money which I don't see that being an issue really honestly even given everything that's going on with COVID-19 but from Amazon Prime Day being essentially six weeks from what you call the turkey five which we can have a whole podcast on this because I didn't even know this thing existed but <laughs> between Amazon Prime Day starting on the 13th of October through Cyber Monday how much money is going to be spent in that time frame on just holiday shopping alone? It's gonna, I would assume it would be essentially record-breaking for that amount of days given – because Amazon Prime, I, I, from my recollection, I've actually never participated in it. And maybe that makes me a, 
uh, like an outlier, but I feel like there's a lot of good deals for Amazon Prime Day as well. Maybe not as deep discount as Black Friday, but still pretty damn good deals on things that you potentially don't see on Black Friday. Yeah, I think the numbers, I think last year was that the two days of Amazon Prime Day actually was bigger than Black Friday and Cyber Monday for Amazon. So this is one of those days for at least Amazon. And that's also triggered a lot of the other retailers. Like there is a specific kind of Me Too copycat of that with Walmart and now with Target. So a lot of the other retailers have decided whenever Amazon does theirs, they just do a similar one just because they know the traffic to online just websites as a whole is so high and people aren't price checking and things like that. So every once in a while, you're able to get something maybe $10 cheaper on Walmart. And because people are doing that last minute check or or even sometimes there's plugins on your browser now that just kind of pulls things up for you, you don't even need to go look, that at least improves their chance of, of kind of swinging some of that traffic over. But to your point around like just the sheer amount of sales that are going to happen over the next, you know, whatever that is, 45 days or so, it's going to be kind of mind boggling. And it's kind of insane to think about it because you think, well, COVID-19 and people are struggling or whatever, but a lot of the surveys at least that have come out with like some of the retail organizations have really pulled it and say like, it's about five to 10% people are expecting to spend more this yeah, year. I was gonna say, and, I, and that I goes, yeah. And that actually goes along with like the savings rates. I think over this year, people have been saving somewhere between five and 10% more than they normally do. So mm-hmm. maybe it is because of the holidays that we're trying to get ahead of it. For a lot of people, that's a big, like, emotional thing for you to give the present, especially if you're, you know, you have kids and things like that, regardless of what's happening, you don't want them to be affected by what's around you. So like for you to not be able to give them maybe a gift, that is the worst thing in your life to ever make happen. So then you're trying your best to do whatever you need to do. So if that was saving for the last five or six months to do that, you're going to do it. And I think that that's going to kind of prove out in these next like 45 days. I think another kind of interesting um, thing is that a lot of the retail organizations are also telling people to shop early for two reasons. One, they know a lot of like the sales are going to go online. Mm -hmm. So because of that, there's a lot of the issues with like the USPS and just feeling like that's going to be overloaded. Tell me about that. You know, government type situations where they're trying to throttle some of that. And because of that, they're wanting to make sure that people can get their goods with the amount of time available. Secondary is that Regardless of what has happened in other countries and things with the supply chain, there is some pinching that's happening across, you know, some components and things like that. So a lot of the supply is not at the level that it should be. And plus retailers are not overloading on supply because they're not really sure what's going to happen. So if you don't shop early, you might not get that item you want or something. So they're telling people to shop a little bit earlier. So my thoughts are that Amazon Prime Day is still going to be as big as normal because people are going to take this day and go, why don't I shop a little bit early than I normally do you know, on Cyber Monday or Black Friday for Christmas uh, because I don't want to get caught up in not getting what I want or what you know I want to give as a present or something like that. So there's some interesting like dynamics, I think, that are going on. Yeah, I mean, for me, honestly, this is maybe ignorance, not being online, just not watching TV. I haven't seen many advertisements for Amazon Prime Day. Have they existed? I mean, you enlighten me. They're, you know, comparable to years before, not as many. I think they're trying their best to throttle it as well because I think they know that this could be really big and they don't want to get in trouble. I think I've already seen some things on their Twitter account where they're telling people, hey, 
there might be a little bit of extended time frame on your shipping. So please don't contact us until like a day or two after it's supposed to be there because they are seeing some of those pinching, I think, that are happening in their supply chain. And then now you're going to throw, you know, a few billion dollars of revenue within 48 hours. And then it's going to really throw some some monkey wrenches in there. Yeah, I mean, interesting enough, I think, like to your point, I think they'll do just as good, if not better. But it's just by... I don't know. I feel like people are ready to spend money too. I mean, for instance, in my household, my fiance, it seems like every other day something shows up at our doorsteps. I don't know about your your girlfriend or even you personally, how much money you spend. I am trying not to spend money as a consumer only because I have to write a, a massive check here, um, you know, as I move into this new house that I built. But I get, I mean, people, like you said, the, the savings rate has gone up because people were unsure of what was going on. I just had a call with my financial advisor today, and we talked about exactly that, um, that people were saving money and, and not necessarily putting it where they probably should have been. But now, um, you know, as we get into the holiday season, people are going to start spending more, whether it's Amazon Prime Day, whether it's a Turkey Five. But as we bring it to our space and bring it to sports nutrition, in terms of a brand and how they leverage and take advantage or how quickly they need to plan for something like this, you know, Amazon Prime Day is probably, I mean, they would have had to start planning for that a while ago. Black Friday, I mean, if you're smart and you're strategic and you know what you're doing, you know, we talked about Redcon before on this show. I mean, that team knew what they were doing a year ago, potentially, or even, you know, like, and then started doing the orders. Um, from a personal standpoint, I just planned our Black Friday sale uh, basically a week ago um, in terms of what we want to do. But what's interesting is that depending on what you decide to do as a brand, whether it's going to be a percentage discount across your website, which it seems like that's what everybody does, or if you're going to do swag, can also impact how quickly you need to start planning. Because, I mean, in theory, if you're not going to run a bunch of advertisements, Josh Shaw could go on a Shopify website, put a 20% discount, you know, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and technically he's running a sale. But if you want to do, say, you want to do free hat with every purchase, you better start planning months in advance because there's lead time. And if you're getting the stuff from China, we just kind of talked about that. So um, how quickly would you recommend brands start thinking and then start executing on these big holidays in which are become shopping holidays. Yeah, I mean, I think lead time, at least in terms of like your initial kind of planning, it probably should be at least six months out past that day. And then depending on what you want to accomplish. So like you said, if it's anything that needs to be produced overseas and it needs to go on a boat, you tend to want to give that a good amount of time. Um, and that's usually when you have the volumes to make that make sense from mm -hmm. a lot of people. So with the Redcon, you know, their hoodie, for most people, if they produce it and print it in the United States, it might cost um, you know, 15 bucks or something right. on a cost. There, there, there might be three dollars um, because they took the time to spend, um, plan that out, but also buy you know 50,000 hoodies. So it's one of those things where it, it all kind of comes to the the best planners end up winning on that, um, right. and that all kind of depends on how big your your brand is. Um, but I think at least having those initial conversations, especially if it's something that you always highlight and say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to make, you know, 10, 15% of our revenue within a matter of a couple of days, so we crazy. really should be putting a, a good amount of your time and energy, especially in like qu quarter four for our space with, you know, sports nutrition. A lot of that is kind of a, a slow period. Um, yeah. You have two usually drivers. If you are a large brand, like a Glambia, like a portfolio, you have a large sell-in that happens in Q4, like with your retail customers, because they need to get all that merchandise ready for the first of the year. So, you know, the Costco's or the Albertsons or things, they usually buy up early because mm -hmm. they know they need to have that stock. So that's usually a really good event, but a lot of people are not uh, in those channels. So they have nothing to really go off of. So these holidays like Cyber Monday 
and Black Friday are usually the only real big driver of sales during that time because you think about it, people are focused on the holidays. They're not focused on weight management or hitting the gym or doing any of those types of things. They're worried about other things that are outside of it. And now you throw in COVID where like people's minds are already fucked. It's like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, where do you kind of draw that inspiration for people to really care about their health and fitness? I think that is a holiday that is super important and people need to plan ahead. Regardless if you're gonna get things overseas or not, at least start to have those conversations and say, hey, what do we wanna do here? How are we gonna try to like create funnels ahead of time to get people to um, you know, be able to remarket them earlier, or do things like that? You gotta at least get some traffic and momentum going. You don't wanna turn all that on the day of and mm. then hope that people are gonna show up. It's like, you gotta start building that momentum a little bit earlier and if you're not planning, you're just kind of setting yourself up for failure. I feel like, too, the earlier that you plan and you get strategic about how you approach this quote-unquote holiday, the more, I guess, the more rewarding, the more beneficial it's going to be for your brand. And the reason why I say that is I, I'm, I'm on, I'll say this on record. I think when, as a brand, if your Black Friday sale is a, is a site-wide 20% off or 30% off sale, I think you're lazy. I think it's, it's, it's not, it takes, an idiot could come up with that, right? I mean, it, it's, to me, it's like, Make it more impactful. Make it a more of an experience for a consumer. So that's why, you know, I look at what Aaron does at Redcon, and I applaud what they do at Redcon. I mean, they obviously they give you a thirty percent off, okay? But every tier, when you spend dollars, you get swag, you get an experience, you get something that you can go ahead and and wear around. So for me personally, from you know, on our brand, I struggled with: do we even participate? You know, I was like, do we even do a Black Friday sale? Because we're not a quote unquote discount brand. I don't wear a premium product. Anytime that you discount your product, you know, people sometimes, well, I mean, granted, it's one time a year, but by default, I think it, like this whole holiday that was created by Walmart or whoever created Black Friday, um, at this point now, if you're a brand, you're almost by default have to participate because if you don't, I mean, you're probably not going to make anything for sales. I don't know. I mean, but you look at some brands that we talk about, like I, I, I don't foresee Peloton having a Black Friday sale. Maybe they will. I don't know. But I, I don't. And like Lululemon probably does now, but I know like when they first launched, when they were super high premium quality, I don't think they did a whole lot for Black Friday. So from your standpoint in terms of a business consultant, like is it necessary to participate as a brand? Um, I understand kind of where you're coming from with like the – the wave is so big at this point that if you fight against it, you risk just getting demolished by it. You don't want to do that because people are going to ask, why are you not doing this? Right. And if you don't have a good answer, kind of creates this kind of issue. It, it ends up being a negative when you really thought it was going to be a positive that you're going to keep your price integrity and whatever. The only brands that I think I've seen, at least from the cons more like cheaper consumer end, not like a Peloton or something or an Apple or whatever, <laughs> those are usually like big ticket items. So you don't People are going to buy those when they need to buy them. It's not like you're going to give them a 5% off and they're going to instantly go, wow, I'm going to pick this up. Right. But like a Patagonia has done a really good job at like saying they've canceled that holiday where they're basically saying, we don't want to follow the consumerism mindset. We are going to give our people off. We're going to keep our stores closed. We, we, we shut off our websites. We do like go do something else, go outside, go enjoy the outside. You that's know, how it should that's be, right? Go their, outside, yeah. That's kind of their ethos of the whole thing. And like they've been able to pitch that in a way that ends up being a huge positive for them. But it goes along with their brand. It goes along with their story. They've spent a lot of time spending, like telling that story, communicating it, doing all that. The problem that I always go back to in our conversations is that a lot of the brands in our space don't do any of the communicating. They just 
do something and they expect everybody else to fill in the gaps mm. and they they're not a strong enough brand to do that. I don't care if you're Ghost, if you're Redcon, if you're whatever, like nobody in our space, if you compare it to like a Nike or something like that, is even remotely close enough that people could just fill in the gaps themselves. Right. People don't really know what you're thinking a lot of times. So you need to do a lot of that storytelling to make it make sense. So could you or, or whatever establish that over time? You could, it's just at this point, it makes more sense to kind of do something, um, but to bring it back to that point about the 20% off or the laziness or whatever, I agree because I think anytime you can show the consumer that you've done a lot of planning, that adds a little bit of just like subconscious to the experience of saying, wow, if they if they paid attention to this, they're gonna pay attention to their product quality, mm -hmm. they're gonna pay attention to their, well, you know, it goes in the line because right. somebody that goes to that detail, because it's not just like, you know, they came up with some crazy specials. It's also, they need to rebuild their website. They need to rebuild their operation strategy because they need to make sure all those items get in there in the right increments. They got to do all those things. It's not just like, you know, we're going to try a bunch of plugins on Spotify or Shopify and it's going to be good. It's that uh, there's some planning that goes into there. And then to me as a consumer, I look at that and go, wow, if they spent that much time on this, they probably think about a lot of things really deeply. And, and I like that because I know they've checked all the boxes and, and kind of dotted the I, I's and T's. I would argue that you are minority in that though. I mean, as much as I, right? Like as much as I want to give consumers credit to say that they think that deeply in terms of a brand plan that they don't. You do, I do, because we, we think about this stuff all the time. Yeah. I mean, a brand, somebody who's doing a 30% off sale, you know, for instance, we'll, we'll say Nutribio, who runs sales maybe three times a year. I mean, 20% off Nutribio because they don't run sales on a Tuesday. It's a big deal. However, again, I still, I still personally think it's lazy. I think it can be a little bit more attractive. I mean, it's not, and it's not just like, okay, 20% off plus a t-shirt. I mean, I, I, for me, it's, I, I, I want more, but Again, maybe I'm I'm much in the minority. It's interesting you brought up Patagonia because I think that's a it's a clever story and it's cute. I'd like to know the opportunity cost in that. Like I wonder I wonder how many consumers are is Patagonia then turning off from trying the brand because they don't have that one time a year sale. Now I'm not saying they should do it. I think it's great that they don't. I think that they they're keeping pricing integrity. But how many new consumers would they potentially bring into the Patagonia funnel? Then that would purchase at full price at a later date. Or how much money are they giving up over those four days by not participating? I don't know. It'd be interesting because they—I would assume the guy, the CEO of Patagonia, didn't sit in the room someday and just be like, "We're not doing this." I would assume that they wanted some data points from their finance department saying, like, "If we don't do this, we can expect to lose or not make X," and then they'd be okay with that. It's a great story. They can sleep at night. They give their people off. I think it falls in line exactly with the brand. Does that? Does that then uptick sales for them in, the, in in at a later date? I don't know. And and I'll say this: like on on Fitbars, we decided not to do Memorial Day sale because we talked about this, right? Like that day to me wasn't supposed to be about shopping; it was something else. Did I lose people coming in the funnel? Yeah, I'm sure I did. Do I know what the number is? I don't because I didn't run a financial analysis. Did it give me extra sales in the future from people who appreciate that? Maybe, but it wasn't about that. It wasn't a financial decision. It was, a, for me, like a moral decision. So maybe Patagonia looks at that and says, this is what our brand stands for. Here are our core values. This is exactly what we preach every single day. Go outside and play. And if you want to wear our gear, great. If not, that's cool too. Yeah, I think they've really made that as a conscious effort of like, they're not really a profiteering company anyways. Right. I think they're really... Like it, it aligns perfectly. So, you know, that's a one-off kind of example, but I think it's a best example for people to really know the alignment. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's one of those easy ones. You can kind of look at all the decisions they make, be it, you know, even the political stances they make or whatever, like everything aligns correctly on Patagonia and it does turn off a lot of people, but 
they're okay with that. That's yeah. fine by them. That's the part of their brand is to do that. Uh, but for just any brand, it's like, you, you, do you want to do that? Um, and kind of shoot yourself in the foot? Probably not. Mm -hmm. um, you probably want to at least offer something to appease your most loyal customers and, and people that are probably maybe getting excited to buy one or two more of your of your goods. You know, I don't know. Um, but how, 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 I mean, I think you're right. In our space, like there's no Apple in our space. Apple never runs sales, ever. So, I mean, it's like if, if Apple ran a Black Friday sale, I would be the first to line up to buy something probably. I mean, that would probably be enough to entice me to buy it. But in our space, you know, Ghost, Redcon, Nutribio, um, Myoblock, I mean, I can name every brand ever. They always are doing some kind of sale. So I think to your point, like, it's to be expected and they have to do it because they do it, you know, on random days. I mean, we understand there's ambassador codes. There's, you know, you look at Facebook, you get paid ads. There's always 20% off stuff floating out there. So to not do something on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Turkey 5, Amazon Prime Day, uh, I think would be stupid. But, like, I, I can't name off the top of my head if there's a brand that just never does sales. I mean, at least a brand that's sort of mass market brand that we would know. I mean, I, I really can't. I mean, I'm always seeing percentage off something. So then that wouldn't give you any – you have no excuse not to do something on Black Friday. Yeah, I mean, I think the excuse at this point is pretty low. I think you really would have to have, you know, a – kind of culmination of storytelling that would make sense. If not, it's just at this point, you just got to bend into it. And that kind of, um, you know, turns this conversation into like, okay, what, what do you do? How do you make that work best right. for you? Because I think that it's, um, being that you have to, how do you use it to your advantage? How do you actually make it, you know, let's see, value creative to like your brand, make it better to your brand than just like feeling like you're just doing something because you have to do it. Like, are there things that you can do or things that you can tie in that makes it um, kind of help your brand? I think this is one of the things that a lot of the businesses probably miss on a lot of times because they default to what you said. I mean, like 20% off, 30% off. What does that do to the brand? Like, mm -hmm. does that help you? Is there anything that you can do that maybe is the same value that actually will also help your brand? Or, you know, maybe you're tying this to going back to earlier episodes, like a purpose-driven thing or something that, you know, is really highly in tune with your brand. Is it, you know, would you like to attach it to something with your influencers or your, you know, whatever it is? I think there has to be these things that help propel it and make it kind of personalized to your brand or you're just kind of just like being kind of a sheep in, the, in it, you know, you know, just like, Oh, well, I have to do it. I'm going to do it. And I think, again, maybe I'm a consumer that notices all these things and, and it's not like everybody else does that. But I think there's, is a good subsection of people that realize that and go, they're just being lazy. Yeah. I think, you know, it's funny you, you mentioned that because during our planning process, we talked about how do we tie this to a cause? How do we tie this to a purpose that we believe in as a brand? Um, and, and the thing, I mean, there's a lot of things they could do. So, you know, I'll, I'll spoil some stuff. Like we're doing a tiered approach. There's three tiers, um, that we're doing. There's no percentage discount across the site, but each package has a special price. And then every time you go up, you got to get more and more value added to it in terms of way. But one of the things we talked about is like, can we partner with a local company or is there an apparel company that we could buy from, you know, and provide that swag in one of these tiers. And then essentially anytime somebody purchases that tier, they get that item. And because they purchased that tier and got this item, this 
brand that we just partnered with is going to give that same item to somebody in need. You know what I mean? So, like, I think you, that at least there then is a little bit more of a storytelling. Like, I try to be a purpose-driven brand on, on my side because we've our listeners and viewers know how important I think cause marketing and, and goodwill is. But that I'd like to – I think that would be cool to see too. And, you know, for instance, like, um, you know, Ghost with their um, um, Earth Day thing or their, their Greens product, they planted a tree, right? Like, it would be cool for brands to tie Black Friday because they're going to do huge sales anyway into a cause not not saying we're going to give a percentage of our proceeds to xyz like that i'm not saying that's lazy but i'm saying that's easy but is there something you can do like you know i mean i don't know i mean it's it's like for mark lobeyer for instance for every every uh carton of outright bars we'll buy a, a meal for a child in right because it's food for food just something in which you feel better about your purchase. And not only are you getting a great deal maybe, but you also can feel good that like what you just did, that company is then going to do something positive in return and not just pocket the money alone. Yeah. I mean, I think if, if it's authentic and people actually That's are, the key word. are not necessarily like just trying to attach something to profiteer from it, I think is, is always that line that you have to make sure that you're on the right side of, because right. a lot of times people, especially like, Right now, my, my big thing is like the breast cancer awareness oh, or just the cancer thing is like everybody is attaching you. themselves to this and there's no backstory. None. It's like, can I can I get a little bit of vulnerability from you as an owner that's pumping this up? Like, is is your mom affected by this? Is there somebody close to you? Like, if you told me that instantly, I'm bought in. I'm right. I'm on it. Like, hey, how can I help? Over, hey, here's this pink ribbon on a thing. I'm gonna give a dollar. Like, why? Why are you doing that? What, what, what does that have to do with your brand as a supplement that has nothing? You know what I mean? So it goes into that kind of thing of like, if you're going to have something that's going to tie to it, you know, being around the holidays, maybe you're giving away turkeys, maybe whatever. It's like, yeah. tell that story. Like, hey, I grew up poor. I, I had to go to food banks as a kid. You know, this is my way of repaying that debt and doing that. That all of a sudden ties in and, and becomes powerful. People are like, I want to support this guy because he wants to give back to something that brought him and made him the person he is today. Like that to me, I think is something that always gets missed. It's always just like, it kind of goes back to, we have to do this because everybody else is doing it. So let's just do right. it. I mean, that's, it drives me insane. It does. It drives me absolutely insane. It's like, Hey, we're going to do, um, you know, we're going to, you're right. We're doing this because it happens to be October. So we have to do something, but there's no story behind it. Um, that I, I think that drives me insane about any sort of like positive cause anyway. It's just people do something to do something, um, you know, for, for again, not, not to cheap plug, but the last cause marketing campaign we did with Folds of Honor, we did because one of our owners is a military, uh, you know, he's a veteran. He has some of his best friends lost their lives and he's seen his love, their loved ones struggle to do certain things or they wanted to go back to school. So that's why we did that. Um, I could have done a better job telling that story, but he's also a very humble person and doesn't really want that all spoken about, right? So um, I, I think there's that side of the coin too. It's like if you are that humble, you still have to kind of open yourself up and let yourself go. But I guess this podcast isn't necessarily about goodwill marketing. It is about these big, big holiday seasons. I mean, how many – does a brand – there are some brands I think in the world that sort of rely on these five days to, to say like this is – Kind of the lifeline of our of our. This is Q four. This a Q four in five days, and it's true. I mean, you you ask any brand in our space, they will tell you that December is a dead month. I mean, there is not much going on in December. January maybe starts picking back up because hey, it's New Year's and we have to start getting into shape. But um, you know, if they don't have a good Black Friday Cyber Monday that weekend, it could potentially be not. I wouldn't. I don't know if I want to go as far as saying disastrous, but it could extremely hurt some of their plans for 2021. 
Yeah, I mean, this is the time to at least turn some inventory into cash, um, which is just as important a lot of times as you know sustaining your price integrity and things like that. Sometimes you need to burn off and, and turn inventory into cash, so then you have that to put into some of your new ideas or you know making sure that you have the marketing dollars to really get some of those new launches in 2021 to work well. You have to sometimes change up your mindset a little bit during that last period of time just to make it work for you know, the bigger picture. Right. And to your point, it is some of those um, subcategories, a lot of times it has to do with what products you sell. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're selling a bunch of protein bars and protein powders and things like that, you're usually doing pretty good because those right. are just like continuous type of um, autopilot purchases because those are just daily drivers where if you're buying fat burners or things like that, a lot of times those, those start to dip. Um, so it does depend a little bit on that. But yeah, I mean, it is a time when people need to think about what, Am I trying to accomplish in the next quarter? Is this going to help me? And can I create cash? Can I, you know, maybe I'm getting rid of a certain skew or certain labels or something like that. Maybe this is a time that it might be better for me to even take a deeper discount than normal because I need to get some of that out of the out of the mix to go forward in the new year better. Those are all kind of individual variables that people have to look at. But I think you should be looking at those if you're doing any of these sales. It shouldn't just be how do I make my sales number as high as possible? Because that might not be the right answer. It might be that you needed to do you know, those same amount of sales or less sales, but with a different type of product that would have been better for the long term. I guess people just need to kind of assess those things in their business. Is it okay to, is it okay to not be profitable? Like, is it okay to use this time to, it, we've, we've had this talk before, Amazon is kind of a platform for social proof, right? You're not going to make a bunch of money on it. Is Black Friday an opportunity for brands to just reach new customers and not make money? If you do it right, I think if you have the plan of this is going to be for you know customer acquisition, you can lose money, but you realize if you know your numbers pretty well, you know your you know lifetime customer value, you know those things where, hey, I'm going to acquire a customer for essentially whatever my loss was, that's probably better than if I was going to run a bunch of Facebook ads or whatever that is. And let's lose money on the first sale, but I know after two or three, I'm going to make money and then I'm going to have them in my thing because I, I trust my product. I trust that that's going to retain, retain them. I don't need to worry about that. So if you look at it and you actually tr- you know track the customer and actually make sure that you're kind of cultivating that customer over time, it's good. If you're just going to run it and then not do anything else from like, the loyalty marketing side or the customer loyalty side, like, you know, you're, you're basically just burning money and, and just trying to get new customers and they're going to drop off and it's going to be just like a constant churn. So you have to use it in the right way, but I think it is okay to do that. And a lot of companies have proven that, um, that you can gain a lot of customers, a lot of customer information. And that's really important for, especially your, your direct to consumer website, because you need to have a lot of that data in there to make everything make sense. Yeah, I mean, I would. I don't know if eighty percent of people or brands understand the lifetime value of their consumer today. I mean, they think they, I think they think they do, but I mean, I don't think too many people actually have run that analysis. But I mean, to your point, I think yeah, if you do it right, it, it's completely worth it, especially um, when you understand the value. You understand. Uh, I mean, it's hard to put a value on what what is like a social media post from somebody getting that package in the mail and then reaching other people. And I mean, there's a long string of events that could happen. But uh, as we wrap up this podcast, we talked about Prime Day. We talked about the Turkey Five. It's gonna be an interesting forty days span. Josh Shaw, I got to ask you before we go, though, like, what's the one thing you cannot wait to buy this year for yourself? What selfish <laughs> item are you going to buy for yourself? 
I don't know because I'm like the I'm the most boring person ever. Well, I know but that. I, think you and, I know that, but I there's got to be something. You, I was going to say, you and I, in terms of like things we purchase, we're probably very boring. Yeah, I think yeah. as you own a company or own companies for a long time, a lot of it comes down to, is this deductible or <laughs> do I need it? Yeah. And the answer is, if I you barely ever need anything that's not right. like as a business owner. I, I could care less about most things. Um, I don't know. I mean, I like to look as somebody that just enjoys like trying to follow the breadcrumbs of like, what are these companies doing? Mm. I, I enjoy that more than probably purchasing things, but um, I know I probably need a new computer. So maybe I'll buy a computer if there's something good. Whatever but, your, I, whatever your accountant says you need to spend money on, you'll, you'll find a way to do it. But then you want to pay full price. I was, say that. I was like, that's usually the buckets of <laughs> things that I buy. It's, it's, it's not necessarily yeah. like, what do I want to buy? It's like, what do I need to buy? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I remember last year I, I wanted a new desk chair for my desk and it was on sale, about a hundred bucks off. And I sat in the thing twice and I was ready to push it up to the front. And then I was like, oh, I don't really need it. And I left it. So, I mean, yeah, I'm about as boring as, as paint drying, too. Maybe I'll buy one this year. I have no idea. But um, I don't partake. I mean, I I hate people watching. I do. But during these five-day span, I, I love it. And I love digital watching, especially during Prime Day and just seeing things go. And um, I think people are absolutely fucking insane uh, when it comes to sales and discounts. But it'll be interesting to see how this year pans out given what 2020 has been and, and will continue to be for a little bit. But I think overall, it's still going to be a very successful year for commerce, um, especially with these 40 days. And uh, yeah, it'll it'll be cool, Josh. It'll be Maybe maybe you should discount the Jay Shaw Consultant Services because as we talked on this podcast time and time again, I mean, they are extremely expensive. So I mean, if you give, say, you know, with every, every consulting package, Josh Shaw will give you a hug. And I think that is a charitable cause. A hug? Yeah, well, I mean, six feet rule. Now, six feet. I was gonna say nobody, nobody might not even want that because people are so scared of hugging people. They're lost. They're lost. <laughs> if you guys like what you heard here on the podcast, hit that subscribe button, write us a review, help us up the algorithm on iTunes, Spotify, watch via YouTube at Jay Shaw Consulting at Fitness Employment on all the big platforms, and at Two Guys One Shaker Cup. Until next week, shop safe, everybody. Shop safe. Podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Podcast, and more. Follow us along on our social media channels. We're on Facebook, Two Guys, One Cup, Instagram, and Twitter.